from CheapWineFinder.com again. And with another companion podcast, we do wine reviews. We're an independent wine uh, website. Been doing it for going on 12 years. Um, And we have a couple thousand wine reviews on our website. And there's stuff to read and pictures to look at and and puzzles. We have lots of puzzles. No, we don't have any puzzles. But um, that's what we do. We're cheapwinefighter.com. And we also do this thing where when we do a wine, we try to expand on it a little bit by talking about it. Not for long, 10 minutes maybe. Uh, Maybe that's too much. But um, yeah, hey. So what we have today is kind of an interesting wine, uh, kind of a fun wine. It is from Casa Smith. I'll explain who that is. It's the Vino Rosso 2016. I do believe that the current vintage is 2017, but it's got enough um, oomph to the wine that it'll last a few years, so 2016 is good. And another thing is uh, 2017 is made completely different. One of these things about uh, Charles Smith's wines that the different vintage actually calls for different uh, sourcing of the grapes and different production techniques, which is something that you only get in boutique wineries, and these are wines that are um, basically available coast to coast. Um, one of the things I found is that I, I accidentally downloaded the 2017 Vintage Tasting Notes. I forgot I had the 2016. And so I was looking at that, and then I, oh, wait a minute, and I got the right notes, and every single vineyard was different. The 2016, this one I'm drinking now, was um, aged for nine months in oak. Uh, 35% new, 2017 was in stainless steel. Oh, you know, so it's like, okay, this is a completely different wine. The It is a, the Vino Rosso is, Casa Smith is Charles Smith's uh, Wines of Substance brands. He's got several brands. He used to do Charles Smith wines, which was um, Kung Fu Girl Rieslings and Boom Boom Sarai. And, um, you know, they had that, uh, a bunch of ones, uh, different wines are very popular. He sold it off the Constellation brands. Now he's concentrating on these wines. And this is his homage to Italian wines. And this is the Vino Rosso is a Washington State version of a Super Tuscan. I'll explain what that is. And he has other uh, wines too. And uh, so that's Charles Smith. It used to be, he's he used to do house, uh, house wines. He had a couple of different things. He, when they get super popular and it's hard to keep them going, he sells them off and takes the money and puts it into something else, and which is maybe why you can have a luxury of putting boutique details in a wine. I think I found this for $11, and it's a Super Tuscan. Um, what is a Super Tuscan, you ask? Well, hopefully you know, because if you taste them, you know they're really good. But in Tuscany, um, Chianti was a super popular wine for a long time. And, you know, um, if you ask your grandma, she probably had a, uh, a wine bottle with the, 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 the straw around it and it made it into a candle at some point. It was, that was Chianti. And when it started to fall off in Tuscany, the, the popularity does, because most wines ebb and flow in popularity, the producers wanted to make some changes, but in Europe, uh, in fr- everywhere in Europe, there are wine governing bodies who have strict rules and regulations. They're there to promote the wine and to keep the quality high. Um, 
if you talk to the winemakers, they say, nope, it's a good thing. It keeps everybody on the same, uh, on the same page and it doesn't tilt the playing field for anybody. But in Chianti uh, region with Sangiovese, Chianti is made with Sangiovese grapes. The winemakers thought it was holding them back. It was time to uh, innovate and they weren't innovating. So a couple of them decided to grow Bordeaux grapes and, or, Mostly, uh, Super Tuscans mostly added Bordeaux grapes or maybe Syrah, which was Rhone grape. And just give it a try, see what happens, because they're going to make a more French style. Because at that point, Bordeaux was starting to uh, take the place of Chianti a little bit in, in people's, uh, you know, in people's minds. And so what they were doing worked. And um, they liked the results so much, they started putting the wine out. Problem is, wines that don't conform with the rules of the DOC, DOCG, the DOCG is the highest one. The G stands for guaranteed. Of the wine governing bodies, you got to put table wine in your, on, your, um, on your label. In California, everything from the, the most expensive Napa Valley wine to jug wine, it's all table wine. They don't do that in, in California. But in Italy, you do, and it means something. So they're putting out these wines from very high-end Tuscan vineyards that were selling as, selling as table wine, but they still had $40, $50, $60 price tags on them, which was a problem for the DOC, DOCG governing boards because the, I, the table wines were out selling the expensive wines. And that's not good when you're trying to promote wine that, oh, I can get, you know, what are you guys doing when this stuff is better? So they made the um, IGT, I think it's IGP now, and in, in France it's been Depaz designation, which means it's a wine of the region, you know, very indicative of the reason, but it doesn't, doesn't cover the rules, doesn't do all the rules. And there are some rules for IGT wines too, but it's, you know, a lot more open for what you can do. And if you can't, if you can't keep it within the, IGT ones, then you fall. If you can't keep those rules together, then you fall to table wine. But nowadays, people aren't as particular as they were. This is back in the 70s when they did it, and the thing just took off. And to this day, um, I think Wine Spectator's Wine of the Year was a uh, was Super Tuscan. You, they don't really call them Super Tuscans as much. They're known by their brand names. But um, they're famous, and they're, you know, um, it, the only place you get them like really cheap, though that you can get them under twenty dollars, is like Trader Joe's. Every so often, I think there I saw one in Aldi for twelve bucks that looked pretty good. But um, I'm going to take a sip of my uh, Washington State uh, Vino Rosso from Casa Smith just because uh, it's good. Make sure you op- let this one open. Um, it's got a really nice velvety texture too, and the, and the, and the flavors really meld together. Um, I tried this originally before I let it, you know, I kind of popped the top and poured. Nah, don't do that. I had to, had to do a few things to get it open. So this is, um, Casa Smith's, uh, wine of substance, Charles Smith's wines version of a super Tuscan. This is a super Washington and it's 70% uh, Cabernet Sauvignon, which is, uh, really one of the best um, grapes grown in Washington State. Uh, they do really good stuff there. And Sangiovese, and there is a, they do good Sangiovese there too. So it's 70, 30%. The 
This one, like I said, it's the, it uses natural yeast, which is the yeast that floats in the air and sticks to the grape skins. They don't add commercial yeast to it. It's nine months in oak. This is a pretty good Super Tuscan. It's younger, bright. I think it's good for three to five years, which is not bad for a red wine. It's not simply a young wine. It's got, you can keep it around for a while. It will age a little bit. You know, these drink it now wines aren't really designed to age, but sometimes they are. And I think this one might be, according to their tasting notes, they say, you know, give it a shot. I just took another sip because I took one a little bit ago and I liked it so much I took another one. This is kind of a European wine in a way. I mean, it's got that European feel to it. It's bright. It's got uh, good fruit. It's got some great acidity. Um, it's got, uh, um, you know, exotic spices and different flavors going on. It's not, and it's not just a, you know, some, Red blends are like happy puppy dogs wagging their tail. They want you to like them. This one's a little bit harder edged, but beautiful. It's really delicious. It really tastes great. And for $11 wine, it kicks butt. You know, sometimes um, sometimes you know, the, the difference between $10 wines and uh, $20 wines, the grapes are the same for the most part, but the production is quicker and easier for 10 and a little more complicated for 20 and this is one of those wines that's somewhere in between that. They kind of, you know, they didn't do this one quick and easy. The, you know, it's, it's got some flavors meld together. It's a stew of flavors. They didn't get rid of all the edges. There's still some edges on the wine. Um, sometimes for, for beginners, you try to get the, the people on sale for people who are starting out with wine or, you know, or just a casual wine drinkers, they take the edges off and, Sometimes it's those edges that make the wine beautiful. And this is a really nice wine. Um, it's a Super Tuscan. I like Super Tuscans. It tastes great. It's got great acidity. There's a story behind it. Um, it's different next year. If you grab the 2017, it's going to be different than the 2016. It'd probably be good, though. I would imagine well, probably next year, this time, I'll be doing the 2017 version over a 2018, maybe by that point. But there you go. Uh, that's it from us at cheapwinefinder.com. We're drinking Super Washington wines, which are taken Super Tuscan wines, which are a tribute to the wines of Italy. And uh, I'm a fan of Washington and Italy. And good for them and good for me because I'm drinking it. And adios, and I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye.